Alright, so this is a podcast. I'm Jojo. I'm Adriana. I'm Hayden. And I'm Adam. Alright, so the first chapter called Church. Uh, Kiowa states that he uh, carries around a Bible because he was raised to, although he would never think of becoming a priest. Do you think this is the only reason he carries the Bible around? And maybe because he was raised to do it, but he's older now. Like, some people grow out of their childish, like, actions and everything. Like, I feel like, do you think maybe he uses it as protection or comfort because he doesn't have anybody else back home? Like, most people carry around pictures of their family members or their loved ones, but he carries around a Bible. So, like, my only question is, like, why do you think he carries around a Bible? Like, do you think he's lying? That he's saying he, he, he only does it because he was raised to? I think he's saying that, but I think also a part of him is also, like, he thinks that it's, like, it's a protection. Because, like, you know, God is, like, looking down on him and, like, protecting him. So I think that's, I think he's telling people it's because of his childhood. And I'm sure it has a part to do with it. But I also think it's because of, he thinks it's as, like, as a protection. So do you think he's, like, embarrassed to admit that it's because he finds comfort from the Bible? Do you think, think maybe a little bit? Yeah, I think he's a little bit embarrassed. Well, I agree with Adriana that it looks like a protection. Like, it seems like a protection to him. It's like a protection. Right. But, um, yeah. <laughs> 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 he really said the whole answer. I was just saying, I, I wouldn't necessarily say protection. I'd more say a good luck charm. Right, that's what um, I was kind of hinting at, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So you think he cares about the Bible as, like... Kind of like the panties. I think, yeah, like yeah I, that's what I was just going to say, like the stockings. I think he, because he carries around because he thinks it has some type of power. But, so that kind of could be like how he carries around the Bible. He thinks it has some type of power on him that, which is causing him to like be lucky. Uh-huh. Okay, so then my second question was, is when they're, when they're in the church, um, the monks begin to clean uh, Dobbin's gun, and I think it's a little bit ironic that monks are cleaning a gun in a church where it's like supposed to be religious and everything. But both men still state that they're happy to be in the church, Dobbin's and uh, Kaiwa. And uh, my question was, do you think it's because they feel safe, comfortable, relaxed, not worried, like etc.? Like, why do you think they feel happy in the church? That it's not like just a, not like a common sense like obviously they feel comfort because it's a church and like it's like safe there but um i also think it's because they have that like connection with like god and everything like that so i think it's it's that's like a, a place for home for them it's kind of like a, a sense of comfort yeah even even though uh, kaiwa says that he's the only one that carries around a bible that's like really the religious one but dobbins like says that he's not religious but he's he still feels comfortable in the church like in my opinion i think that they feel comfortable because they're not around like the war like the church is kind of like a safety place exactly it's like a safe zone mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like their only sense of like a normal building because it's not every day that you see a war zone you know it's, you, you see churches almost every day when i drive to school or wherever so it's probably like a, a sense of security and everything away from what they're seeing every day yeah all right so then uh in the second chapter it talks about the first man that um 
O'Brien kills, and he can't stop staring and thinking about the new look of the lifeless man. He keeps finding different like characteristics about him and like gory details. And Kaiwa asks Brian that if he were able to trade places with the man that died, but O'Brien doesn't answer him. He just like doesn't say anything. And my question was, do you think it's because he was zoned out not thinking straight and he was too focused like on the man that he killed that he just didn't even hear his question? Or do you think that um, it's because he was actually thinking he would rather change places with the man? It's a good question. Um, I think I think when he thought about it, I think he felt bad for a person who died, I guess, you could say. Because you think he felt guilty about it? Yeah, he felt guilty about it. Uh, yeah, I think it's both. I mean, he kind of, he's looking at him like, I, I, I don't he, I don't really think he necessarily wants to be in his shoes, but letting him, like, when you're in war for that long, like, it's, you know, he probably is looking at him like feeling guilty and just there's so many emotions that he doesn't know what to how to react i also feel like maybe he felt that way because everyone else had probably already killed somebody by that point in the war and he was like the first one that hadn't killed anybody yet so like it was kind of like a turning point for him because everyone else had deal with it dealt with it except for him right I think he was more surprised that he actually killed someone. I think he expected to somehow make it through the war without needing to. Okay, and then the sec my second question was, O'Brien oh, keeps focusing on the dead man and goes through his belongings. Then he finds a photo of a woman in front of a motorcycle. And my question was, do you think he regrets what he's done, or do you think he wish one of the other men would have killed him instead of O'Brien? Does he wish one of his the other soldiers would have killed that man instead of him? Like, does he regret it? I feel like yeah, you should probably want to know the other soldiers to kill the other man. Right, so they could feel the pain and guilt that he's going through because it's really hard to cope with something like that. Um, but somewhere along the line, O'Brien was going to kill somebody. I mean, you're in war, so. I think he more wished that he didn't need to kill him. Right. Because when he saw that photo, he realized that he just killed an actual person, not just an enemy. Right. Okay. So in chapter three, Ambush, it speaks about the time O'Brien killed a young man with a grenade on the trail outside of Key. The soldiers were set into ambush around midnight. O'Brien was on the watch and could see a boy around 20 years old coming towards him within the distance. Out of instinct, he was protecting himself and his brothers, so he pulls the pin on the grenade and throws it. He just wanted to warn him, however, it ended up killing him. O'Brien felt very guilty for killing him and still thinks about it today. With that being said, do you think if O'Brien wouldn't have killed the young boy, one of his other soldiers would have? I think that um, in the previous chapter, the one that I just talked about before you did, um, he does talk about how he wishes that somebody else would have killed him, killed the men. So I think that definitely one of the other men would have killed that guy, but possibly they might not have saw him like O'Brien did, and so that could have resulted in somebody like dying, you know? Right. So like if O'Brien didn't do anything right there, he just waited for somebody else to do it, somebody else would have gotten hurt, and I think he probably would have felt more guilty if about one of his own soldiers right. like dying. 
because of him rather than killing the enemy who's trying to kill them. So. Okay. And my second question is, do you think O'Brien did the right thing or should he have let him pass? I think he definitely did the right thing because he was a, like, kind of like a threat to them. Like he, and when they were searching the body, they did find like weapons on him, and obviously, obviously right. he, he had the ability to kill them. So right, I think even too that even if he wasn't a threat and even he was just a regular guy walking by, it's still you have to watch out. They don't know that, you know, and they're they're not going to take the chance of to find out. So I think I think he did definitely made the right decision because he would have never known. I'm kind of debating if it was. He could have let him pass because if someone heard that explosion, they would know that, hey, there's going to be an ambush here. Right. I think they were also so, prepared for it too. Like they're going on site for the ambush. Like they have to be. They can't just like if they're going there to fight. They can't gonna, just let anybody walk in. The right. Be like, oh, you're fine. Like, yeah. You can walk on by. Yeah. Like just like go ahead and cross. Right. <laughs> I think because and I think like also it's like when you they don't like again like they don't know that he's not a threat or he's a threat you know and seeing that they had weapons on him I don't really think that make o makes O'Brien feel any better because whether he was a threat or whatever I mean it's still he was 20 years old he's a young boy so it's hard to cope with I also do think that um, he could have approached it a different way maybe right like instead of just killing him right on the spot like I get he threw the grenade to like kind of scare him to warn, to him. warn him yeah. that it's over there so that's probably the part that part that he feels guilty about you know is so, that he couldn't warn him like yeah. enough yeah in the next chapter titled style they uh, just burned down an entire village and they find one girl about 14 dancing in the middle of it without any music without anything really but she's still dancing why do you think that the girl was dancing and it was in the middle of what you said? A burning village. Her own village. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Psychotic. Yeah, I think yeah, that right? she's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, some people take um, shock and, like, tragedy differently. Right. So some people, like, when somebody dies or something happens, some people cry and like, grieve about it, and some people don't cry. And then later in their life, they'll think about it, and then they'll finally cry about it. So that just kind of shows that like people handle like different situations differently. So like her village just got burned down, her family probably died, her home, her friends, and, and something could have happened previously that and you know it yeah, wasn't mentioned. Or yeah, she's probably in shock. I think, and I think she's probably going through a lot on her own. So it's just kind of like. The village fire, also like it wasn't like it was a big like, deal, but like it didn't affect her because she had already gone through the worst. So like, yeah, what could make it any worse? I think when people are in shock, like especially like when somebody gets hurt or something, and right. they're in shock, like they might be like almost like dying, close to dying, and they're not even showing any emotion about it because they're in shock. Right. So I think that's like the same way. Like maybe she she got hurt or something, or maybe she didn't get hurt, and she's the only one left. So she's like, she's just kind of in shock. <laughs> Later, Azar bonks the girl's stance, and then Dobbin gets annoyed at him, and holds him over a while and asks him if he wants to be dumped in, and when he says no, he says, you better dance right. Why do you think Dobbin's got annoyed? 
I think maybe he knows disrespect. Yeah. yeah, and I also think he probably knows that something had happened to her that maybe nobody else really knew. So mocking her dance was kind of like, you know, it's disrespectful. Yeah, I think that it's just like really disrespectful, for especially what what just happened. Like, I think he wasn't thinking clearly, like what it was like for her, you know? right? What she just went through. So in a way, it was sort of crossing the line. Yeah, he was definitely crossing the line. And so I think he held him over the well because he was kind of, I don't think he was going to like drop him in or anything. I think no, he was I just, just threatening kind of, him. Like, right, just kind of wanted to scare him a little bit yeah. to where he to show, do it again. So he learned his lesson. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, nice questions. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, speaking of courage, um, Norman, after the war, he returns home from the, uh, yeah, returns home, goes to his father, and resent him, presents him seven medals. Do you guys think that the father is really proud of him? I think that we don't really get a lot of information about if his father's proud of him. So it's kind of a hard question to think about. Right. But if there was sex season. I mean, I think any father would be proud of their, you know, son. Mm-hmm. I think I, he's more happy that his son lived. Oh, yeah. Lived. Yeah, right. That's probably another good point. Yeah. <laughs> he's happy that he's home. Right, and yes, the the you know medals and everything. You the medals and everything were an accomplishment and exciting and everything. But I think, like he said, like Hayden said, it's more focused on you made it home, you're alive, you're healthy. And now I let's think enjoy that, that. Maybe if since he did come home with the medals. I think his dad was probably didn't show a lot of emotion because he was still happy that his right. son made it home from the war. But I think maybe Norman might have taken it as like, oh, he's not proud of me or anything, rather than seeing that he's just happy. That he, he's and he's alive. just so shocked that like, yeah. you know, he's in front of him, and you know, you, he's been gone for so like such a long amount of time that when you finally see him, it's like like a sense of like relief. Next question. During the war, Norman's camp was being attacked by the mortars, and one soldier, Kiwa, 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 Kiwa. Yeah. He was um he was stuck in like a a ditch or like a mug thing, and Norman had a chance to save him, but instead he saved himself. Do you think Norman's choice was really selfish and should have saved Kiwa? And if he saved Kiwa, he should. They both could have been saved. Um, I think he probably feels guilty about it a little bit that he could have saved him. But I think in the moment he was worried about like living. Like sometimes in the moment you don't think clearly, especially like during the war. Right. So it might have not been on purpose. So maybe it wasn't like so much as selfish. But a lot of things are going through his mind at the moment. And I don't think one of the first things he was thinking was to save him. Right, I think he also has, you know, he has his own family to get home to, so if there was a chance for him to risk his life saving another soldier, I don't I don't think he would have done it. I think it more depends on the actual reason or his mindset at the time. Like, if he was one thinking, I better not risk my own life, so we or risk having two people in the squad die rather right. than only one. Right. Good point. Good point, yeah. All right, so that ends this podcast. Thank you for listening.